What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. Super excited to have my first female guest ever and international guest, may I add. She's in Hong Kong, uh, Veronica Marr. And she is doing wonders in the Web3 space with architecture and building. Uh, I'm going to have her you know, introduce herself really, really quickly and tell us and the audience, you know, how did you get into the space? And you are the founder of The Future is Meta. And tell us about, you know, how you came up with that. Thank you very much. Thanks. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Veronica. Um, so I'm originally an architect. Uh, I worked, I designed buildings around the world. Uh, I come from Poland, but I lived in New York. Uh, I lived a little bit in the Netherlands uh, before moving to Hong Kong. Um, so throughout my original architectural career, I had the chance of working around the, on, on buildings in, in dif of different scale and size until I realized that actually technology is moving forward and there is this whole new world that we will need to build, uh, which is the metaverse. And I believe mm -hmm. the metaverse is an evolution of internet, a 3D version of internet. Uh, so spaces will be very important. That's why I started Future is Meta. Um, and we continue to build and explore what the metaverse opportunities are. Right. There are so many different definitions for it. Like my head is spinning, <laughs> but you do something very specific, which is designing in real life mm -hmm. and also designing it within the metaverse. So you have very applicable skills. And we've seen that you worked on some projects, um, even within the NFT landscape with the central land and, and sandbox. Can you tell us about how you even did you you know, contact companies or someone reached out to you to design yeah. something? Yeah, so uh, it actually started, it started by me really finding projects and talking to people about potential, you know, uh, applications of, of scenes in Decentraland. Um, but as soon as, uh, like, it turned into an actual company, as Future is Meta, we bring... Ex we decided to bring uh, existing brands and build their presence mm. in the metaverse in general. So part of it is really analyzing their needs, their branding, and then based on that, uh, deciding which platform we need to build in, what, uh, what comes along with it. Because sometimes there is an NFT collection. Sometimes there is a loyalty program that's linked to this 3D space in the metaverse and to the, of course, uh, coming mm. coming from the from the brand, so um, this really now works. Uh, you know, as as every company, some people, uh, which I very welcome, uh, come to us. Sometimes we <laughs> we we uh, we find we find companies uh, and approach them. Uh, so right now, we actually work with really every industry on earth uh i think it, it's really it's it's really exciting to experiment because so many things have not been done there like in the metaverse yet uh so it's, it's really a great opportunity and since you know everything in the metaverse is an nft <laughs> then um uh, yeah it's it's a lot of fun also yeah, tell us about. I, I looked a little, a small peek at your portfolio. I see that you've done things with uh, women empowerment on there on Web three, and more interesting it, it, to me was the meditation, the healing world. Can you tell us about that? Oh yeah. So we try to 
like kind of, you know, step away from this, like, I think the risk is now that people consider metaverses, you know, the same thing as gaming because the aesthetics mm -hmm. very often are similar. And then it's maybe treated a little bit more like, like in the entertainment pocket rather than real like needs. So we really try to find companies and partners to work with on developing solutions that would help in some ways, or that mm. would really put the, put the metaverse on the map of, you know, industries that maybe initially were not the most obvious, like he, like healthcare healing. Um, so the world that we built in VR chat, um, is for actually alternative healing, um, uh, practice in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we created it, uh, so it's accessible in Google, uh, the, uh, Facebook headset, Oculus, um, uh, and on the laptop. And you can go, you can go to this very quiet, uh, 3d world and listen, listen to guided meditations. And so there are cert certain spaces where you can listen to guided meditations or you can book a journey with the therapist and mm. the experience. So what happened during COVID is that the therapists would meet over zoom, which is fine, but mm. then there wasn't this sense of, being in the same room, which you can get when you're in right. VR headset. So actually it is, it is an interesting solution, especially if someone works, you know, around the world, uh, people, you know, can travel, uh, at the speed of light. This is actually how we can, <laughs> we can be in many places in the same time. So, uh, also group sessions are possible, uh, in virtual reality, which yeah, we're exploring that and it's, it's really exciting. Wow, that's very exciting to hear because, you know, a regular therapist in a regular room, you just imagine like the same standard, right? A board, no, I wouldn't say it's boring. It might be exciting for some people, but standard wise, it's like a, a couch that you can lay on and then the therapist is behind the desk or, or maybe there's some more interactive yeah. physical locations. But in terms of the metaverse, how do you control your imagination? Because there's so many things you can do. Does the client kind of, kind of come in and have just like a few bullet points of what they want, you know, kind of, how do you navigate that? Cause you build a couple of things on a lot of different platforms already. Yeah. You have like a framework of how you, you know, help the clients through this and, and how users, you know, have a good experience. Mm. So I really like when clients have a strong idea, uh, but stay open-minded, which happily is usually the case, uh, so far, but, um, what we do, we, we try to build a mix of thing in terms of, in terms of this, how the spaces look like a mix of what's real and what's not to really use the fact that, you know, there is no gravity in the metaverse. There is, uh, mm. there are very different constraints, no plumbing, but the file size has to be <laughs> very small. So there are constraints actually often people, I think overlook that. And they are like, oh, you can build anything. Why don't you build something like that or like that? But the file size and the like the limitations to mm. you know to make it accessible to everyone to to load quickly, they are quite spec you know quite special. It's like some some scenes are the size of an email attachment, and 
of course, uh-huh. we need to include the game, uh, you know, an interaction and a, a beautiful detailed building, etc. So uh, a lot of information goes into it and packing it in a small file is, is a challenge. Um, but so I guess that actually helps in a way in terms of how not to go too big, where to stop. Uh, <laughs> for me, usually working with some constraints is, is good. And uh, I think now I'm sure that this idea of, of mixing reality and fantastic, some, some lifting buildings off the ground or making them spin, you know, adding, adding <laughs> a little bit of, of something what people are familiar and what they're not. Yeah, that's something that uh, is different for you know every platform, like you mentioned, or or every different technological advancement that we have. Because VR is one thing, and as you mentioned, there's kind of like a melding of that with AR nowadays, right? You have augmented reality. Uh, so yeah, so what do you see the more adoption? Are we? I have asked a few people this: Is more people putting on you know the goggles, or you know logging onto a desktop, or or having their phone out and looking at augmented reality. What have you seen out there? Mm. So I see two groups. I think it's a two different, slightly different audiences. One is strictly laptop based and expects everything to just open up with a click. And <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I probably me too. In most cases, of course, <laughs> this is the most like we we're looking for easy solutions, right? Uh, so those reach the most of us uh, mm. and even those who are, you know, maybe not that interested, but then there is another group, which is growing very fast, the VR users. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't work for Facebook or I'm not like affiliated <laughs> with them, but I have to mention the Oculus headset was the best uh, selling present like the, a year ago for Christmas. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I see, I see a lot of people have it whenever, you know, whenever I mention VR and the price is actually, uh, really okay. Uh, many of my friends bought it. So I see a lot of users who explore this completely virtual space, but it is in a bit of a, like, you have to be really a little bit like into, into the space, I think to, to be keen, um, Broader adoption is on me on laptop still. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. For me, it's laptop. And then I skipped over VR personally. I don't own an Oculus, so I'm not sponsored by Facebook. And I do use AR. Um, oh. I wouldn't say every day, but more and more present in my life now. I've seen applications for that. So uh, I, I would definitely want to try out VR. I sound like a very old fogey because I, I'm probably one of the only friends that don't have an Oculus. Well, um, you know, but I would, you'll be in Hong Kong. So I'll take you on a VR VR tour in, in, in Hong Kong. We have an amazing, like apart from like my office, which you're very welcome to, uh, we have this amazing place uh, called, they, uh, the company's called Sandbox VR. Um, it's, mm. it's, uh, it's an entertainment venue where you come with a group of friends. Um, they give you a, you know, a room, they give you all the sensors, etc. a good quality headset. Um, and you play games designed by them where you see your friends as avatars while you're in the same group, mm. but it's done so in such a realistic way 
they like they have fans that make you feel like there's wind blowing sometimes sometimes like i almost get uh you know goosebumps because uh the games are done in a way that you almost feel like you're flying or you're you're standing on moving platforms while still being in the same room <laughs> so it's, it's right. a bit uh it's a bit freaky yeah, yeah definitely there's a lot of use cases especially in hong kong it's such a dense population there's space is limited and I see that you've done something with the Bank of Poland, right? The Bank of Polski. Uh, and that is an interesting use case that would make me purchase a, <clears throat> a VR headset because <laughs> I hate waiting in line at the bank or the DMV. Has there been interesting use cases that you've either seen with, you know, your, your work with the Bank of Polski or other uh, bills that you've had? Yeah. So this is really, this is our primary, like primarily focus right now is really to find real use cases for like to help in with real struggles like real estate you know is very expensive renting bank branches no one likes to go there it's you have to travel to it and etc so actually building expanding the online presence for banks is is an excellent idea and um, through it the experience can be you know better can be, you know, you can faster get to the um, consultants, etc. cetera. Uh, it is the next generation of websites, basically. So what we, what we did, Pekao uh, Bank uh, Polski is a very uh, forward thinking uh, company. They, they're, they are experimenting. Um, so with this project that, uh, that we did um, in October, that I remember I spoke to you about, uh, we announced, like they, us and them announced uh, their 10-year strategy for the metaverse. And the next two uh -huh. years is all about exploration. Um, and then the text 10, within the 10 years, they want to bring like real world branches. Not all of them, of course, but, or pr probably, uh, <laughs> but uh, at least I believe the idea is that, you know, bringing real world branches in some form to the metaverse. So you could be in Hong Kong and go to the bank of Poland, right? So for me, it would be an amazing, uh, amazing right. uh, use case, uh, but there's many, many more, um, including the fact that you feel much more, like you can see the people that are experiencing this with you. So, What's happening on bank websites? They're so boring. Like you, you don't see anyone. I don't know. People, right. you may get confused. If you want to call the call center, it takes who knows how long, <laughs> etc. Also, you need two devices to go to the website and and then to call the call center. You probably need two at least two devices. Well, in the metaverse, you you have these non-player characters that can answer your questions. You can have a more natural interaction with bank employees. Um, so for now, we built like a proof of concept. I, um, the building, we brought their um, landmark building that they own in, in Warsaw uh, to Decentraland. Um, and it is slightly adjusted uh, with their permission. <laughs> um, so the building is actually hovering above the ground. Um, and we're adding functionalities to it over time. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely share with all the listeners who can't see it, the link that mm, uh, sure. where the, um, Veronica's portfolio lives. And it's fascinating because you, to me, seem like a technological, technological genius because it's, it seems like you have to learn a lot of different programming uh, to you know, build across all these platforms. Tell us about that transition. How did you go from, you know, how was it? Was it you know, the language is completely different, I imagine, or is it quite similar you know, designing in the real world? And across all these platforms, it, it sounds really intimidating to me. Oh, yes. However, it, is, it, is, it was a bit, uh, at first, I'm, you know, very difficult to start, very difficult to find out. Um, but uh, I think in terms of design, it's a really fascinating topic for me, exploring what can be, mm. this is a blank slate. So anything seems to be possible. And few people have done it, especially very few architects are in this space. Uh, so for me, it is um, learning about these new constraints. It was, you know, at first it was a hobby. So uh, I didn't mind spending the time of it on it. Um, in fact, it it uh, it all happened uh, when I took a longer break at work after finishing one of the real world projects, and I was supposed to rest. But uh, I started <laughs> reading um, what was very helpful: Decentraland platform has incredible libraries where they describe many things in detail. Um, and based off that, uh, you know, once you kind of start understanding one of the, one of the virtual worlds, the other ones are quite, I mean, they're all different of course, but they, they have a lot of similarities, you know, what to look for, etc. So, uh, that, but that's only one part. The other part is the, actually the programming and the gaming which uh, I can't give myself credit. My CTO look is uh, is taking care of that side. So he, he, the genius is on the, the genius is there. <laughs> I just make pretty <laughs> pretty building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like the fun part. Yeah, the difficult part definitely seems like integrating, like you said, all those interactions and activations with the consumer, yeah. um, and then on the back end with you know whatever um, back information they have with the brand. So. Yeah, that sounds like you have the fun job. <laughs> I have that. Is there any... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. So, and especially when, when it comes to building like banking, uh, you know, services or something on top of, like some things that haven't been done in the metaverse yet, that's on the programming side, that's also a challenge. Challenge because each of these like elements that a client may may think it's, you know, oh, this is like, I do it every day, right? In real life, why? I also want to do it in the metaverse. People often want to like bring one-to-one uh, copy of what they do in reality. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just very, very difficult sometimes. <laughs> wow. It seems like you have more experience here than a lot of, you know, people in the Web3 space. And what's your vision of what the metaverse can be in, in your definition? Because, you know, the metaverse can mean a lot of things. Where do you see it going, you know, five years from now? I think I know we covered a lot of it today, but are there any, you know, big wishes that you want for, you know, upcoming in, in the metaverse or even um, in design, maybe just even in the physical world? Yeah, I really hope that, I really hope that uh, maybe that, more people will see the current phase of the metaverse as this time to explore 
and mm. be a little bit less judgmental of what's going on because it's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like judging, uh, of course, I always make reference to buildings, but like judge, judging a, a building during construction phase. Like you can't really tell what it looks like while the scaffolding is still in front of it. So I feel this way a little bit about the metaverse. Many, many parts are already built and they're interesting to explore, but the whole thing hasn't been connected yet. And it's not mm. fit, like it's nowhere near being finished. So I think the general, uh, I think audience, I would be glad if, if, if there was less, maybe these of these, uh, you know, article misleading articles about what it is or what it isn't, should we be scared of it, etc. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely shouldn't be scared of it. And I think you are doing amazing things that has real world use case. Uh, I know South Korea is already implementing a metaverse for their government to operate in. I know Andy Moko just announced a $2 billion metaverse fund and they're in Singapore right next to you. I think Dubai or somewhere in the Middle East, they announced the same thing. Uh, a really ridiculous huge fun for the metaverse. So it's definitely not going anywhere. You're on the right path and all the cynical people, they're going to, they might be left behind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so there was, uh, I think it's, it's Citibank, uh, if I'm correct, that, uh, released this report, uh, where they, they think that, um, every, by 2030, every user of the internet will be using metaverse. Like this is just a smooth transition into this 3D version of internet. So um, a lot of money is going this way and there will be a lot of work around it and a lot of uh, opportunities, I hope. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to step into a forum or a a design that you created one day. I'm pretty sure of it since you're so ahead of the game um, and, and utilize the, a lot of those functions. And I can't wait to have you back. I mean, like, like we all say, we say this a lot here on this podcast that one week, one month in NFTs or web threes is like seven years in real life. And I just can't imagine the conversation we're going to have a year from now. So super excited, you know, for what you're doing already, you know, for, you know, design and the architect world, and for women in Web3. Uh, and uh, yeah, and big things ahead for you, definitely. We would love to have you back here to talk about those things. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for hosting this. Um, if anyone has, you know, ever questions about metaverse, bringing brands to the metaverse, building your presence or anything related, I'm, I'm happy to, to answer, please, you know. You know my email. Uh, I think you'll you'll share. So uh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Happy to chat about this anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Veronica. Thank you. Bye.